Hi there and thanks for joining us on this week's episode, the Cork company that's solving global logistics challenges, the pharmacy chain that's tackling period poverty and tackling climate change, one e-bike at a time. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Cycling became a much bigger thing during lockdown and my next guest is trying to make it even easier. Uh, Olivier van de Elst is uh, with Green Air. Olivier, how are you? Very well, Jonathan. Glad to be with you. Uh, Green Air is an e-bike retailer. So effectively, you're selling me a bike uh, that when I'm feeling lazy or going up a hill, it'll do the work for me. Well, it won't do all the work for you. It certainly will assist you. So it just allows you to do things that you normally wouldn't feel so comfortable doing. So it just uh, provides a, a level of assistance. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Green Air and why you set it up. We uh, started a long time ago with my wife, Lisa. Uh, we studied in uh, Dublin, did a master's in Spurfit and decided that uh, we wanted to set up a business that was going to be disruptive, uh, transform- transformational, um, and went to India to look for some ideas around sustainability. Uh, long story short, we found a supplier of electric cars, and that was back in 2007, 2006, 2007. And uh, we were just comparing notes and seeing how Dublin uh, and, and, and the cities in Ireland were generally super congested and thought, wow, an electric car, a small one, would, uh, would really replace easily the, the second car and, and could, uh, could really change the scene. So, uh, so we started like that, uh, brought in the, uh, this little Indian Riva electric car into, into Ireland uh, that was just before the crash. So we had a, a number of difficult years and we, we, we just were sure that the electrification of transport was the way forward. Um, but we found the electric bike particularly fulfilled the same objective was even better because obviously you don't take the same footprint on the roads um, you have the cardio element which you didn't have with a with a car or you don't have a car and so um, so yeah we, we just um, adapted we had to adjust and uh, and we went uh, very early on as a as a exclusively into electric bikes the, the quality side of uh, things and trying to develop a whole ecosystem of solutions uh, around them so um so we we needed uh, the specialty with the the mechanics uh, starting to learn the systems because there's obviously a lot more to it than just on a on a regular bike and um and the market was starting to pick up in in europe and uh, and now uh, yes now it's it's really accelerated with uh, with the last few years and particularly through the pandemic i think you sold something like a thousand bikes in 2020 which was a fourfold increase why have people decided now that it's the right time to invest in an e-bike well it was already progressing uh, a lot before lockdown before the the, the pandemic um, there's a realization that cities can't take any more cars so that's the one thing so car- cities are making it more difficult for cars to come in um, public transport is still ill adapted uh, that's that's particularly in the Irish scene uh, but there's also the notion that yeah um, it, it's a fantastic way to to, to get around uh, the electric bike is the ultimate leveler so so it enables anyone to really participate into the into the sport uh, the inability to travel makes you value what you have on your doorstep again the e-bike is a super play, way to uh, to explore um, the, the the beauties of the the greenways or, um, or or to use it as a commuter so it's 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 sort of a 
a perfect storm um, in, 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 and that it was all accelerated by the by the pandemic, but um, that's there to sustain. And, and it's the same movement all across uh, all across Europe that, that that's being witnessed, um, which brings some challenges on the supply end. But uh, but but it's a, a change of scene, really. And then you see the, the county councils that are in, putting in some uh, some safe cycling infrastructure. So you see kids starting to, to cycle. So their reality for the future is changing as well. So you have cargo bikes you, uh, that replace car to do the, the predictable daily commutes. Um, nobody likes being stuck in traffic, uh, essentially being traffic <laughs> when in a car yes. and bike. You just have the, the, the fluidity of it all. What, what, what is a cargo bike specifically? Because I, I see mention of it here, but I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen one. Yeah, so um, it started being really big and, uh, well, it, it's been around for, for a number of years. Um, uh, they, they, they basically elongated bikes with uh, either a box in the front where you can tr- put up to sort of three, four kids um, or um, a, a, a seat at the back where you can put uh, some two kids, generally speaking. So, so it's a way to transport either kids or goods uh, on, a bla- on a bike platform so they can have different shapes and forms, two wheels or three wheels. Uh, and, and, and they, they again replace uh, minivans when it comes to kind of last mile deliveries uh, in, in cities. They don't need to be parked. You don't need a license uh, to, 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 to operate them. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's very flowy. And then for the, for, for the families, it's, uh, it's just a wonderful way, way to, to get around. The kids are interacting with their surroundings much better and uh, they're, they're engaged. You, you, you chat to them as you, as you ride along. And if you have the sort of safe uh, infrastructure to do so it's a it's a pure pleasure um so what happens next i know you've got three stores at the moment i think you've one here in cork you've one in dublin and one in mullingar uh, what happens next for you guys so it's a uh, world domination <laughs> no um no we're trying to to basically control um our our growth um it's been really tight for the for the for the team on the on the ground, um, they've 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 faced unprecedented uh, pressures and, and and stress in in general. So it all has to be kind of a, a managed approach. But we feel that we have a, an existing strong footprint uh, in Ireland. We, we've invested into the into this whole scene for for over ten years. So it's only logical that we cover the the main basis um, in terms of uh, urban areas. Um, so that would be. You know, Galway and and Limerick in the in in, in the future, uh, and uh, we just need to find the the right uh, the right people to 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 work with us in the right spaces. Uh, we also want to dig into uh, deeper into the whole cargo bike side of things with last mile deliveries and uh, and and all the offering that goes around it because we're operating within the niche of electric bikes and that has multiple segments within so we uh, we need to to, to focus uh, some attention on on cargo bikes which has its own set of requirements okay. so we're looking at having a specific place for that given that the covid pandemic has accelerated the construction of of bicycle lanes and the bike became a lot more popular and we we've seen the benefits that come with that do you think that we're going to see more people abandoning the car particularly if they're living in close proximity to where they work and instead hopping on a bike uh, absolutely, we've seen it already when in places where you know, like single, 
single rules have been put in place when there were two ways before. Um, you, you have a, you have you, people are going for the, the less amount of friction. Uh, you know, if, if if they get on a bike, they can be where they need to be within 20 minutes, sort of sweat free and exhilarated versus uh, a 40 minutes or a 30 minute uh, commute in, in the car trying to find parking, sick of paying uh, uh, everything that's linked to the ownership of, of the car piece. Uh, there is there's no two ways about it and and it's uh, evidence-based everywhere okay well we wish you the best look where is the store in cork if people are looking for it so it's uh off the it's in celtic park off the monaghan road and uh yeah we'd uh, invite anyone to come and at the very least to uh to maybe uh book a book a trial uh, it, it can be booked on online on the website on greener.ie green aer.ie and uh will is the man over there Okay, well, look, we'll, we'll look after all of our needs if we're heading in that direction. I, I wouldn't mind to burn off one myself. I must get that sorted uh, in a little while once uh, things calm down. But for now, Olivier van der Elst, founder of e-bike retailer Greenair, greenair.ie, the website if you want to have a look. Olivia, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. Anytime. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. Now, my next guest has been on the programme before, but we said we'd bring him back on because there is a new initiative being undertaken by Care Plus Pharmacy, and it's all about fighting period poverty. Nigel Maloney is the owner of the Care Plus Pharmacy in Carrigaline. Nigel, how are you? Jonathan, hi. I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me back on, Jonathan. Thanks a million. Good to talk to you again. Um, let's talk about this initiative. I, I think Lidl kicked it all off, didn't they, by announcing a way whereby people who couldn't afford uh, feminine hygiene products, tampons or sanitary pads, could use the Lidl app to get them. Um, and, and it kind of inspired Care Plus to follow suit, did it? That's it, um, Jonathan. Yeah. So, I mean, Care Plus this week became the first retail pharmacy network in Ireland to join the movement to end period poverty. And that, as you said, was really kicked off by Lidl Ireland um, earlier this month. And all credit has to go to Lidl Ireland uh, for for doing that. Um, We've decided to come on board as well. And we're now offering free tampons and sanitary pads to women and girls uh, who need them to ensure that no one has to worry about affording these essential items as they as they go about their daily lives. I, the, the challenge here, of course, is that this is a, a, a small, vulnerable group, people who can't afford these products, but it has a very real impact on their lives. Uh, how do they go about accessing the free product without kind of having to do it in shopping and ask for it? Yeah, well, so the 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 the, the offering is, is managed through the through the website. Um, so anybody who, who is experiencing period poverty and needs to access these products through the pharmacies can go to our website. They register there. Um, the website then sends an email to the, the person who, who needs the product, as well as the pharmacy that they choose to go to. And then they can present that, that email or uh, it on their phone or a printout of it uh, in the pharmacy when they want to collect their product. We're very mindful as well that not everybody has access to to mobile devices, printers, uh, computers, and in fact, many of the the vulnerable people who would fit into this category uh, wouldn't have access to those those items of technology. So we're very happy for people to come into the pharmacy and have a, a private consultation with us, and we go through the registration process with them in the pharmacy using our laptop, phone, iPad, whatever technology we need to use okay. to, to do uh, that. But it, bottom line, it'll be done discreetly and, and nobody necessarily around you will know what's going on. How important is it to take part in an initiative like this? We've gotten to 2021 where it hasn't been done before here in Ireland. Um, you know, most of your 
customers coming through the door uh, are probably women. Um, how important is it that, you know, through an act like this, you can connect with that group? Oh, it's really important, Jonathan. I mean, this 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 whole agenda goes back to to February of this year when the, the Minister for Health and the Minister for Children, Equality, Disability and Integration and Youth, that's a, a big portfolio, um, but they co-published co uh, a report on period poverty in Ireland. And that looked at the the prevalence and the impact of, of period poverty in Ireland. And really the, the, you know, the findings from that identify that there is a significant problem. Um, it does affect a significant amount of people. There is a significant amount of expenditure required by these people each year to, to manage what is really a natural biological process. Um, period products are not and never should be regarded as a luxury item. So it's vital that everybody who has a period has access to the things that they need to help them to manage that. Mm. Um, as you mentioned, there are high risk groups as well. Um, and we work quite closely with a lot of the homeless in, in, in Cork, as, as, as you may know. Um, that's one of the high risk groups. People who are living with addiction would be in a high risk group. People who are living in long term state accommodation. And then some of the minority ethnic communities as well would also have poor access to these products. It's not always an economic issue. It's not always because of the, the, the money. Often it's because periods are, are a taboo issue and uh, they, they always have been. Um, it's, it's really important that we talk about it. We have a conversation about it. And the fact that you and I are sitting here today and middle-aged men having a conversation about periods is, is a really good starting point. Um, we need to think about this like people thought about mental health 10 years ago. 10 years ago, nobody spoke about mental health. Now we're much more open about it. And people, rather than judge you, will empathize with you and do what they can to help you. So we really need to make periods being a taboo a thing of the past. That's that's a real part of the mm. challenge here as well. It's not just about the financial implications. Um, people will spend between 97 and 120 euros per year on their period products. And we reckon that even though there aren't specific figures on people who have period poverty, um, as the, the CSO, the census doesn't collect that information, but national data would suggest that there's between 53 and 85,000 people, women and girls, who are consistently in poverty. So it, it can be inferred from that, that that's the kind of numbers of people that we're dealing okay. with, or we need to deal with, or we need to yeah, and as I said, it's a very simple thing. Just register the website, by the way, it's careplus.ie, I think, that you can log on there. Nigel, uh, COVID uh, has upended everybody. We have to speak to most guests about it in some shape or form. For your business, you had to keep going. The doors had to stay open. The lights had to stay on. Uh, has it become a little calmer, a little bit more normalised now? Vaccinations are rolling out. And thankfully, as we speak, the numbers are quite low. Yeah, it's it's. I have to say, um, this time last year was probably uh, the most bananas time that I've ever experienced in a pharmacy. Um, end of February, all of March, and the beginning of April 2020, it was just absolutely crazy. Um, there was a mad rush on things like hand sanitizer, face masks, um, and that was it. Was very difficult to deal with at the time, but we got through it. Uh, now we're back here in uh, April 2021, and things have calmed down a bit. Um, business is probably possibly getting back to a, a level of normality now. Um, 
We're offering some some novel services in Care Plus Pharmacy and Carrig line as well. We're doing um, some COVID testing, some private COVID testing. We're, we have a PCR testing offering where we can offer a same day PCR test or next day PCR test. That's been quite popular with people who, who need to travel or for people who have come into Ireland and are looking to, to terminate their 14-day their quarantine period with a, a negative PCR test after five days. Also, a lot of interest from local businesses in helping them to, to screen the patients for COVID using the rapid antigen tests. That's been quite uh, busy, particularly in the last two weeks. Um, that's great. That's fantastic. And we're also chomping at the bit to get involved in the rollout of the national vaccination mm-hmm. um, of COVID-19. Um, we are completely in the dark at the moment. We were hoping to be getting going on that in April. Um, clearly, that's not happening now as it's the end of April. So hopefully, um, May will we'll see the start of pharmacies and pharmacists vaccinating patients for COVID-19 in our pharmacies. Well, they'd be queuing around the block. We know that for a fact. If you manage to do that, you manage to get going on it, and fingers crossed uh, that you and all your pharmacy colleagues will. Uh, Nigel Maloney of Care Plus Pharmacy in Carrigaline. Pleasure as always to talk to you. Nigel, keep in touch. Likewise, Jonathan. Take care. Stay safe. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Martin Fitzgerald uh, of Quega, how are you? I'm great, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on the show. Good to talk to you. Now, Quega, I'm presuming that is a play on the Irish word for 50, even though it's spelled K-W-A-Y-G-A. Yes, Quega. Uh, it is indeed. We, uh, when we were trying to come up with a name for our business, we're, we're, we're targeting the SME market, the small to medium enterprise market globally. Uh, and uh, the World Bank would tell us there's about 50 million of those that would be of the, the medium size or the larger commercial size. So 50 million is our target market. So 50 million, uh, 50 is the word we chose. And uh, we, we did our own play on it with the spelling, Quega. So it's a pretty big market that you're trying to tap into. How many of them do you think you can access and what will you do for them? Well, we're starting very much locally, Jonathan. Uh, what, 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 what we're looking at is solving problems for, for, for small to medium, medium-sized businesses that have problems internationalizing their trade. So companies where they are now looking at challenges caused by Brexit, COVID-19, disruptions to supply chain, uh, and the ongoing problems that have already existed for them. How do they find new, for buyers, how do they find new suppliers? How do they give that strength um, and diversity within their supply chain? And for suppliers, how do they, with the mid-sized businesses, find new buyers in new markets without huge expense, without huge time resource, uh, and also with the challenges, especially in Europe, when, when you get into mid-sized businesses, language barriers. We're trying to solve all those and create one, one central trusted ecosystem where we make it easy and we protect buyers on one side because they don't want to get spammed. They don't want to get constantly approached by suppliers and emails. We verify them and we let them remain private and they can put up a deal on our platform. Mm. And then we'll only let verified, well-matched suppliers express interest in that deal. And if the buyer likes the profile, they click connect and then the two sides can see each other. I'd imagine con- confidence is really important in this because if you if you think about everybody's yeah. email, I'm constantly being sold parts for toilets. I'm constantly being sold things I don't need. And presumably a lot of that is spam, but a lot of it is a genuine effort to forge a connection. And as a result, people distrust email. Are you trying to cut through that? Absolutely. At the moment... 
you know, when, 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 and, and my co-founder, Mike McGrath, who I think you may have dealt with in the past, Mike is, M- Mike would have uh, founded uh, Arvo uh, and would have gone searching on behalf of companies for new suppliers, for new products. And it's a very long, uh, extended and costly process. We're trying to cut through all that, make it very quick and make it very much verified and trusted and that those on the buyer side those are our care focuses to protect them from spam and noise to put real verified well-matched options in front of them in terms of suppliers and then they can choose what suppliers they want to see them and connect with on the platform if i if i'm trying to cut through this here and explain it simply are you tender for suppliers that's one way of looking at it if 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 one side of that equation probably got first look (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) well that's kind of tender you can swipe left or swipe right and that's what's important um what successes have you had so far in in joining companies up it's going very well for us we're six weeks in the market uh and we are getting an awful lot of interest and we've got some very big buyers after coming onto the platform we've got a, a couple of multinationals um that have signed up where the buyers are looking for new suppliers of particular product ranges uh, and we're going with a lot of uh, issues with Brexit. They're looking for new suppliers in the EU rather than UK, where they're having challenges at the moment. Um, so we're, we're, we're sourcing those. One, for example, a very early one, which uh, was very interesting, just as an example, vegan coconut yogurt, Jonathan. And right. there is a deal now being done between a large supermarket, uh, a global supermarket chain, their Irish arm here, and uh, a Latvian company providing them. So that's that you know that's the kind of diversity we're seeing uh, in, in in the deals that are being posted in the deal center on Quega, uh, and our job is effectively as we scale, we're a free uh, procurement service for buyers. So they, they they stay private, post the deal on the system, we'll see it, we will go and pull the right suppliers on okay. our platform if they're not already there. And so therefore, match. you don't get money off the buyers, but presumably you get money off the suppliers when that connection is made. Yeah, so our business model, actually most of what we're doing will be free and will continue to, 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 to be so. Uh, there will be some suppliers will get to try it for free and on an ongoing basis, they'll also get a lot of the features in it for free. You know, people are familiar with those kind of platforms now where you where you want more people on your side to sign up or your, 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 of your sales team or where you want to express interest in a lot more deals because you like Quega. Then you start, you know, getting into our fees. But really, we, we, we're looking at a longer term play as well here, Jonathan, in terms of when we get into large volumes of transactions, we want to just give this trusted free space to businesses to, to, to trade and transact. And then we'll start adding services in around the transactions that they can choose to have or not um, to, to, to help these international trades. All right. So it sounds very positive and you're going to do a lot to help people who are trying to make those connections with the buyers where they could otherwise be difficult. Uh, how much of a help or a hindrance has the last 12 months been? I mean, you mentioned that I know Mike and I would have worked with Mike on a few projects involving Brexit, but we also had COVID thrown into the mix that upended everyone's plans. Are, are you finding that to be a help as people try to navigate what will become the new normal? Frankly, yes. I mean, the COVID-19 has really uh, upset supply chains and it has focused a lot of businesses in on uh, finding new solutions and in finding digital solutions. So for us, that probably opens up doors that uh, more doors than, than, than would have been open in the past. Uh, and a lot of but the movement was already there in terms of digitizing the supply chain. And it's, but it's just added a lot more companies 
uh, their focus is on it now. And for us personally, this 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 journey started long before COVID. Myself and Mike started discussing this. Um, because I was uh, a few years ago working for a group of investors looking for options in the market and we were looking for what are the Brexit solutions and I couldn't find this. Uh, so myself and Mike started discussing it. COVID was probably a kickstart for us to say like, if we don't do it now, we never will. Let's go and design it. Let's get it built. Uh, and we were lucky then with Chris Kennedy, who, who uh, ex-Trust has joined us on the team as well uh, as we launch. So it's, it's been, it, it, it really... COVID has had a lot to do with the existence of Quega. Okay, well, we're we, not dependent we, on it. Yeah, well, we like to see businesses taking advantage uh, of a crisis and helping others in the process. The company, as I said, is called Quega, K-W-A-Y-G-A, uh, Martin Fitzgerald. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and good luck to yourself and Mike and all the rest of the team. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for your time. My thanks, as always, to all of my guests. Don't forget you can download every episode right now from redextra.ie. Kira McDonough was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork.